Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi there. I'm Greg from Kapow. Visit us at kapow.com to check out our unique collection of everyday reusable products designed to help you do more with less. C-U-P-P-O-W.com. This is Mike Edison, host of Art Senses of Seizures. You're listening to the Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, please visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. Welcome to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast on the Heritage Radio Network. I'm Jolie Kerr, a cleaning expert, advice columnist, and author of the New York Times bestselling book, My Boyfriend Barfed in My Handbag, and Other Things You Can't Ask Martha. My column, Ask a Clean Person, appears on Deadspin.com, and my guest today is Haley Melodic. Hey, Haley. Hi. Haley is the editor of The Hairpin, which historians will note is the very site on which Ask a Clean Person was launched way back in 2011. The hairpin has also historically gone in quite big for Halloween. And so I'm thrilled that Haley has joined me today in the studio to talk all about Halloween messes. I was going to say Halloween messes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we've got some really good questions today. Um, I'm going to tease... That because I'm a I'm a tease kind of gal. Uh, I should tease that this week's column on Deadspin is also going to be about Halloween messes. That's the standard Ask a Clean Person column. Um, that column I decided to do not a Q and A style as they normally are, but I just did uh, more generalized Halloween messes. I started a tradition back at the hairpin of um, every October doing one dedicated. Halloween themed ask a clean person. So I'm now I think an expert on just about every kind of Halloween mess you could make. Although every year someone surprises me with a new one. Yeah, which is fun. A more inventive way of getting fake blood on something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was I think last year was the year that someone asked me about um, cleaning a gorilla suit. (laughs) So that was a (laughs) fun one. Um, So in any event, be be on the lookout for that post. um, Because I didn't want to duplicate too much what I was doing in writing here on the podcast. Haley and I decided that we would take on some very specific questions about very specific costumes uh, and and messes that have been made on or of them. And so that's what we're going to do today. However, before we do that, when we were sitting here waiting for 11 a.m. to roll around, Haley said, Jolie, I have a cleaning question for you. 
So we're going to take that one first. It's a little bit Halloween related. Yeah, slightly. Yeah. It's it's pretty disgusting. It's gory. Yeah, it's, it's good and bloody. <laughs> do you want to tell us what the question is? Yes. Yeah. So I had just bought this beautiful acne uh, wool knit sweater from VSP Consignment. Shout out to them. Um, and I think because the weather's changing and the heat just came on in my apartment, um, it's been so dry. I got the worst nosebleed of my life the first day that I wore it. It was like Mia Wallace and Pulp Fiction just all over my <laughs> hands and face. Oh, no. And of course, and I tried to get it off the sweater, but it couldn't be avoided. Um, so I did take it to a dry cleaner and they got most of it off, but it left this kind of like weird orangey crust behind, which is oh, very sad. Oh. And I would like it to be gone so I could wear my nice new sweater. Okay. So um, I have a solution for Haley. I want to say before I tell her what and all of you what this solution is, is that there are multiple solutions for blood stains. So you'll hear people say, oh, you must use salt and cold water. And then you'll hear someone else say you must use hydrogen peroxide. And then you'll hear another person say you must use OxyClean. Well, all those people are right. They're just not exclusively right. Yeah. So there are lots of ways to get blood stains out. And actually, if you Google Jolie Care Blood, which apparently <laughs> a lot of people do because it's like the first autofill thing that comes up when I Google my name. I, I Google my name not because I'm a horrible narcissist. I usually Google because I'm looking for an old column mm-hmm. and to like give someone a link to help them answer a question. And so I Google like, you know, Jolie Care Dog Vomit. Um, yeah, <laughs> a terrible pain. I'm so sad. <laughs> Welcome to my life. See, Haley arrived at the hairpin after I, I was long gone. So she's never had to edit this, this gruesome column. Shout out to all my editors who read this <laughs> every week. It's really, really gross. Uh, what I put my editors through. I like to think that they love it. Uh, they probably don't, <clears throat> but that's okay. So in any event, so if you Google Jolie Care Blood, which a lot of people do because it pops right up in the autofill results, you will find a monster post that I wrote for Jezebel.com about like every every possible way. Um, so, but in this case, because it's a light colored sweater, because it's wool, which is temperamental, and because it's already been to the cleaners and back, uh, I'm going to give one of the weirder solutions for blood stains. I think it's the right choice in this particular case, given the material color of the material. I don't want her to use hydrogen peroxide on wool. I feel that that might be too harsh. Um, so what I'm going to tell her to do is to get unseasoned meat tenderizer. I told you it was weird. <laughs> I told you it was totally weird. And what I want you to do with that is I want you to take, um, oh, maybe a, a teaspoon to a tablespoon, just depending on how large the, the ring that's been left is, you sort of can use your judgment on that. <clears throat> Put it into uh, a, a small bowl and add a couple of drops of water and mix and then just keep adding water until it's sort of the consistency of a thick paste, um, maybe sort of like an apricot scrub mask paste right, okay. consistency. How specific was that? Yeah. I know and you exactly know exactly, you but you know exactly the stuff I'm taught, the St. Ives yeah, apricot yeah. scrub. Absolutely. That was amazing that I just pulled that out. <laughs> uh, I haven't thought about that stuff since like middle school, which was for me, the stone ages. In any event, so I want you to apply that paste to the stain. I want you to work it in a little bit gently with your fingers. I want you to let it sit for about, mm, 10 or 15 minutes, uh, wipe as much of it away as you can with a 
damp sponge, damp rag, or paper towels. Um, and then just very gently with water, fl- cold water, because it's wool, uh, flush away the rest of it. And the stain should be gone. That ring should be gone. If it's not gone, but it has lightened, mm-hmm. you know it's working, so just do it again. Okay. Okay, so there we go. So there's nosebleed. I'll tell you, this is the second time this week, this week, <laughs> that I've heard about gushing nosebleeds from women living in New York. It's so an epidemic. It's an epidemic. It's an uh, anti-fashion epidemic. Yeah, it's the dry, sad. it's the forced dry heat that we have in our old tenement apartments yeah. is, the, is the culprit, I believe. All right, let's move along. To another tale of woe about clothing being ruined by stains. Uh, This one is very specific to Halloween. And uh, this one goes out to all the gentlemen readers of Deadspin who get so annoyed that there's a cleaning column on their sports gossip blog and holler at me. (laughs) Stick to sports. (laughs) So we're sticking to sports with this question. There's no cleaning in baseball. There's no cleaning in baseball. I bet you guys can already guess what the question is about. That was a good one, Haley. Okay, Haley, I'm going to have you read the question uh, from, I think, Liz. Yeah, yeah, from Liz. Yes, from Liz. Um, So... I was Dottie from Elite of Their Own. Great choice. That's my one of my favorite movies. Um, but yes, I was Dottie from Elite of Their Own for Halloween a couple of years ago and made an awesome costume that I want to reuse this year. I did the logo on the front by drawing with Sharpie on a patch of fabric and sewing it on. My darling mother, who I love, but who I told not to put the costume in the washing machine, washed everything and the Sharpie dye totally ran. Other than scolding my mom, what can I do about this? I would like to avoid having to redo the entire patch, both because I don't have any of the peach fabric anymore and because sewing the damn thing on took ages. Is there a way to either A, wash off all the Sharpie and redraw it, or B, just wash off the blood pink part? That makes me sad. And I'll tell you, she sent me a photo of the costume. She sent me an up-close photo of of the run, the color run. Which is always very helpful. Um, if you can, if you want to email me a question, uh, Jolie Care, J O L I E K E R R at gmail.com. Uh, it is extra helpful for me if you include a photo of it. So um, just helps me diagnose the problem a little bit better. So she sent me a photo, an up close photo of the run, and then she also sent me a photo of her wearing the costume before it had been put through the wash by her mother, and it was adorable. And so applause to Liz for her talent. And I want to save this costume. So I have two suggestions. Um, And I'll say, before I give advice, I always consider a couple of factors. I consider what is going to be the easiest, least labor-intensive way to get this clean. I like to consider the cost and suggest the least expensive option first. Uh, And then I like to consider availability. So, you know, how, how easy it is, is it to get the product that I'm suggesting you clean? So um, given that, I'm going to I'm prioritizing with this first suggestion, um, the ease of cleaning and how labor intensive it is. So there is a product made by a company called Carbona. Carbona is an excellent little company. You should remember that name. C-A-R-B-O-N-A, Carbona. Uh, that's not me pronouncing Carboner with a Boston accent, I promise. Um, Carbona makes a product called the Color Run Remover. It's a sheet-like product, kind of like a shout color catcher. Uh, you put it in the wash with the item that's that's had the run happen to it. 
and it will take the run out. Now, it's only to be used on color fast materials. So it's a question, and I'm, I'm going to guess that Liz probably doesn't know if the original fabric, obviously the Sharpie itself wasn't color fast, but the fabric itself may or may not be. I think she should go ahead and use it. There is a chance, however, Liz, I want to say that this, this color run remover is not going to work. But I think it's worth a try. Because if it does work, then you've just done a one load of wash and the problem is fixed and that's very hands-off and great. And it's, not, it's under $10 to buy this, this color run remover. <clears throat> so that's great. Um, you can find that on Amazon. You could probably find it in big box stores like Target or Walmart. You can probably find it in hardware stores. Certainly ordering online is the path of least resistance in terms of locating the product. If that does not work, Carbona also makes, this is like my, my Carbona hour right now. Um, they also make products called Stain Devils. I love the Stain Devils. They have nine of them, nine different formulas that are intended to be used on all different kinds of stains. Because as, as listener, longtime listeners of this podcast and longtime readers of Ask a Clean Person in the Column will know that there are different types of stains and those stains need to be treated differently. So... In the case of ink, marker, and crayon, you want Stain Devils number three, which is designed to remove ink, marker, and crayon. Uh, what I would suggest Liz does, because I've seen the, the costume, the way that it's drawn, is I would suggest that she apply the Stain Devil number three for ink, marker, and crayon using a Q-tip. Dip the Q-tip into the stain remover. It's a liquid. Uh, and then dab it around the places where the run has happened. I think that's going to allow you to remove the part that's run without affecting the good part, which is the drawing. So those are the two things that I want Liz to try. I'm going to also go light a candle for you and say a prayer that you save this costume, Liz, because it was so cute. I was really very, very, very impressed by it. And also was very happy that I got a sports themed Halloween question so that none of those gentlemen of Deadspin who get so annoyed with the cleaning column can holler at me, stick to sports. If you holler that at me, I'm going to holler back. I did stick to sports. There is cleaning in baseball. (laughs) It's true. So listen, guys, this is a good time for me to take a quick break. And Haley and I will be back in just a minute to take a few more Halloween costume cleaning questions. I'm Jolie Care, and this is Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Americans throw away 58 billion disposable cups every year. A lot of those cups will still be around long after you're dead. Kind of dark, I know, but I'm Greg from Kapow, and we decided to do something about it. We created the only glass travel mug that's 100% U.S. made. You can check it out alongside our complete line of everyday reusables at kapow.com. C-U-P-P-O-W.com. Hi, this is Dave Arnold from Cooking Issues, and I'm here to talk to you about the Museum of Food and Drink, which is finally getting a brick-and-mortar space right here in Brooklyn, New York. 
So the Museum of Food and Drink is opening the MOFAD Lab, our first laboratory and gallery space, where we will be putting on an exhibition called Making It or Faking It, the history of the flavor industry. It tackles a very important uh, topic, which is how the food system got to be the way it is now uh, as a result of the intervention of the flavor industry, how that happened. Get your tickets at tickets.mofad.org to come see the first exhibit ever of the Museum of Food and Drink at the MoFad Lab, brought to you by Infinity on 62 Bayard Street. Welcome back to Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. I'm Jolie Care. My guest today is the Hairpins Haley Melodic. We have been talking about Halloween. Actually, before we get into our other reader questions, I have a I have a question for you. Yes. Yes. You look nervous. Don't oh. be nervous. It's not a, it's not a tough one. Okay. Are you a candy corn person or no? Oh no! No, I don't really like it. I don't get it. Like no, like no disrespect if that's what people like. That's cool. <laughs> Thank you for saying yeah. that. <laughs> like it's not like it's like gross or anything. But if I and want, you know what, like, that's fine because if yeah. you don't need it, it means more for me. That's exactly it. Yeah. But for a sugar delivery vehicle, yeah. I would choose something else. Probably. Okay, yeah, okay that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's fair. I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> people get so mad about yeah. candy corn. And then I get so mad that they're so mad. And you know what? I want to tell those people, I don't care that you don't like candy corn. It's a very divisive food. I know. Food product. I love it. I'm I'm a candy corn gal. You know how I like to eat it? I mix it with uh, salted peanuts. Oh, that's smart. It's very delicious. Yeah, I like very delicious. Sweet and salt together. Yeah. This is the time for that. Yeah, it's excellent. What is your favorite Halloween candy? Favorite Halloween candy? I think I'm like a chocolate person very much. I like the mini Kit Kats. Oh. Yeah, that's probably my favorite. That's Halloween good candy. Yeah. I do like the mini Kit Kats. There's something charming about the two tiny little sticks. You just pop them in your mouth. Yeah. It's just a little sugar. A yeah. little hit of sugar. Yeah. Delicious. There was a candy. It still exists. I see it less and less frequently. There was a candy that was, that was popular when I was a kid, when I was of trick-or-treating age in the 80s, uh, back during the day of razor blades and apples. Uh, yeah. Um, called Chunky which first of all is the grossest <laughs> grossest candy name ever and it was um it was some sort of bar with raisins and it. it was a a square a you know small square and um it was some sort of bar with raisins in it and it was covered in chocolate and it was just vile somehow it was even worse than the people who gave out the little boxes of raisins because right, it yeah, was yeah. like sneak stealth raisins yeah yeah where you're not expecting it yeah don't give out chunky bars on halloween people who do that are evil anyway let's get back to our our uh topic at hand which is not sadly enough halloween candy although i'll say in that in that deadspin post that i mentioned that's the roundup of all the halloween messages you could make i did give instructions for cleaning chocolate stains oh, okay because um, i get that asked often you know if people have halloween parties you know they always put out halloween candy and then people are drunk and they're eating it and they're dropping it and they're stepping on it mm-hmm. and so there you go yeah there, there'll be messy. there'll be tips on how to how to clean up chocolate i'll tell you actually quickly i discovered i got a um like a like a care package of shout products like shout wipes and shout spray and color catchers and so on um you know from time to time companies just send me stuff unbidden which i you know actually i should say if you're from a brand please just check with me before you do because i have a really tiny apartment i don't have a lot of storage space so if you send me like four bottles of stain remover it's actually kind of a burden on me but anyway so anyway i got some shout and which is great shouts shouts a good product i'll 
One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Say, um, and I I was eating candy in bed one night. You totally busted me eating candy in bed. Or I just busted myself. Um, and I got a little chocolate on my white duvet cover and I picked up the shout and sprayed a little bit on and rubbed the fabric against itself and the chocolate was gone. It was amazing. Yep. I'm going to invest in some shout then. Yeah. So if you're, if, if for those of you out there who are big chocolate people, um, go ahead and get a bottle. It was just the regular shout. It wasn't even any special formula. Um, they do have special formulas, but this was just a regular old shout. I saw a girl, I was in the airport on Monday uh, flying back from Dallas where I bought red cowboy boots. Ooh, oh, yeah. yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> nice. When I was in Texas. Um, I saw a little girl who would smear Nutella. She was eating one of those like Nutella dip things, <laughs> you know. She had smeared the Nutella all over her light pink leggings and her mom was like furiously scrubbing, trying to get it out. And I thought, she, she, she needs some shout. I didn't chime in. I thought maybe that would just be like, nosy yeah it's a stressful moment yeah for everyone i decided to mind my own business yes but maybe they're listening but yeah if you're listening mother who's in the airport in <laughs> dallas with the nutella accident shout all righty so we have some more costumes um question two actually i'm going to tell you that question two was was uh not actually a halloween question it was an Oktoberfest question <laughs> But I earmarked it for a Halloween episode because it it's costumey. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really funny one. <laughs> I love my readers. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to have you read question two from Mike. Yes. Uh, so Mike is a loyal reader and listener. And he says, it's that time of year when drunkards around the world don their leaderhosen and drink to excess in a makeshift tent. What is a man to do when the inevitable liter of beer spills on his leather slash suede shorts? If one more man says that to me. Um, <laughs> I realize beer is mostly water, but it still seems to leave a bit of a residue, which I refuse to deal with in a hungover state and subsequently forget about until I impat them from my closet again the following year. Hope you can help. What to do? I can help. I can. It's not a great question. I mean... <laughs> Do I have the best job or what? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the funniest question in the world. I love it. So I can help. Actually, the answers are really easy, which is great. The, the answers to, all, to almost all of our questions today are really simple ones, which I, I like it when it's, they're not super complicated. But that doesn't mean that the questions aren't excellent when the answers are easy. It just means that we all have less work to do, which is grand. We like to not do so much work so that we can do more beer drinking and later hosen. Um, okay, for the leather, there are two things you want to do when you've spilled on leather. The first is you want to clean it with some sort of leather soap and, and, a pro- and products like that exist. So the first product that exists that's le- soap for leather is called saddle soap. Makes sense, right? Saddles are made of leather. So saddle soap, saddle soap comes 
in a small tin in the same way that shoe polish comes in tins. You will find it in stores where you find shoe polish. You will find it in the same aisle as the shoe polish. You will generally find it made by the same brands that make shoe polish. One brand that I will mention for you is Kiwi. Why do I mention Kiwi, you might ask? I will tell you why. Because it's the brand of shoe polish that my daddy used. Isn't that cute? So yeah, Kiwi. Plenty of other great brands out there, but I always like to give at least one uh, for people to look for because I I find that it, it makes it easier for listeners to decipher what I'm talking about when I give them a brand name. So Kiwi is very good. To use saddle soap, you will get a dry, soft cloth. Uh, You will apply a very small amount, very small amount, like a pea-sized amount of the saddle soap to the to the dry size cloth. If you find that the saddle soap isn't getting onto your cloth well enough, you can dampen the cloth, but just wring it out very well so it's only only very, very slightly damp. Um, work the saddle soap into the stain in a circular motion. Take a clean portion of the dry cloth that ha- doesn't have the soap on it and buff the soap away with a dry soft cloth. That's how you remove stains from leather. If you would like another product, and why wouldn't you for cleaning leather, there is a product, uh, or sorry, a brand name called Lexol, L-E-X-O-L. They make spray products that are leather cleaners. They make leather conditioners also. We're going to talk about leather conditioner in a second. Uh, So those are your options for cleaning. After you've cleaned, you may want to apply a leather conditioner. That's just going to sort of buff up the appearance of the leather, make it look new. Uh, again, Lexol makes a leather conditioner. Kiwi will also offer one. Any, you know, really the product line, when you talk about shoe care lines, the, any of those brands will really offer sort of everything you need. Um, so that's how you clean the leather. Pretty easy, right? Suede, which is a, a more temperamental hide than leather, uh, can also be cleaned fairly easily. I would, I do want to say before we even get into the cleaning, when you own a suede item, before you even have a chance to soil it, I would very strongly suggest that you get a suede protector and spray that on. Scotchgard, I believe, makes them. Uh, Kiwi will make them. Any of the the shoe care brands will offer a suede protector. Get that because suede does not like to get wet. It, it just doesn't, it's like um, a gremlin, suede is, doesn't like to get wet. So a protector will really help. And, and suede can be kind of a bear to clean. I don't want to, I want to level with you, even though the products um, and the process are fairly easy. Um, it may be time consuming. It can be a bear to clean. Sometimes it just won't get clean. However, these are the things you should use to try to clean your suede when it gets soiled. The first is called a suede eraser is exactly what it sounds like. It basically looks like an art eraser, those white art erasers. You could even use a white art eraser. Uh, That's fine. Don't, however, use a pink gum eraser because the pink will transfer, the pink color will transfer onto the suede. So avoid that. White art erasers or dedicated suede erasers will be fine. Again, suede erasers are the kinds of things you could, you can uh, just plug in the term on Amazon. You'll come up with them. You can also go to any kind of shoe repair shop those are going to have all of these products for sale. So places where you'd get, you know, a heel fixed or where you'd have your shoe shines, uh, look for those. Um, the other thing to mention in terms of suede uh, is that you can buy suede cleaner. 
It's different from the eraser. That's a liquid product. Again, Kiwi makes one. Uh, I believe that actually Lexol probably makes one as well. I didn't look that up because I wrote down Kiwi and felt that that was enough to tell you. So there you go. There, There's your leather and suede cleaning instructions. Um, let's now move right into the third question. This is a three-question episode. It's kind of a unicorn in that way. Uh, this question is from Cassie. And keen-eared listeners of Ask a Clean Person, the podcast, will remember Cassie from the episode on smoke smells with Dave Lozo, our, 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 odor, our newly appointed odor expert, Dave Lozo. Shout out to Dave. Love you. Uh, Cassie asked a question about the smoke smells in, in everything from everything. She was the one who smoked cloves and regular cigarettes and cigars and she was a pot smoker and i mean god she's the she's she smoked it all so anyway i teased on that episode that cassie would return with a halloween themed question and here we are so i'm gonna have Haley read that one as well yeah i like i like cassie's style oh yeah i like that she oh, oh yeah has to ask about this item <laughs> this question is fabulous yeah. <laughs> um I have an authentic white feather boa. That of course I spent. you do, Cassie. Yeah, I would expect nothing less from you, my dear. Why don't we all have authentic white <laughs> feather boas um, that I spent more than $100 on and I love it. Unfortunately, through years of abuse, the boa has gotten darker, smoking, fried foods, etc., and has started to smell stale. I want to wash, dry, and fluff the boa, but I have no idea how to do this. I don't want the entire thing to come apart. Lastly, how should I store it? Right now, it hangs in my front room, draped across a big mirror, which may explain the darkening. Perfect. First of all, let's just picture Cassie's home, <laughs> right? The feather boa hanging across. A, I picture a big gilded mirror. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So casually strewn yeah. across it. Lover. Really, Cassie, if you find yourself in New York, please give me a jingle. I want to I buy you a beer. Uh, or, or probably like a scotch. I feel like Cassie's a <laughs> scotch drinker. Um, okay, so I want to tell you that I had I, I knew the answer to how to clean the feathers because uh, it's just the kind of thing I know, of course. But I actually did want to do a little bit of research on um, ideal storage methods. And when I did, when I was doing that yesterday, um, I found myself on a series of websites for Vegas showgirls because of course it sta- it, it yeah. stands to reason that people who would be particularly interested in feather care would be Vegas showgirls. So I learned a whole lot about caring for these elaborate feather and beaded headdresses and so on and so forth. It was really it was really a trip for me. So if you want to have a little fun, I would I would Google you know care, caring for feather headdresses and see if, see if you land on some of the same sites I did. Okay, but let me let me talk about washing first before we get into the storage thing. Um, so here's the deal with feathers, right? Feathers are, are just birds. So you would wash a, a feather boa the same way you would wash a bird. Now, why would you wash a bird, you may be thinking? Jolie, who washes a bird? Well, plenty of people wash birds. Um, when unfortunate things like oil spills happen... You will, everyone's going, oh, of course, you know that people go down to the affected areas and they go and they wash birds because the birds become coated in the oil and it's very sad and we all get get so upset when we see that. Poor tattoo birds. Um, And what do they use to wash the birds? They use Dawn dish soap. So Dawn dish soap is exactly what you're going to use to wash feathers that are no longer decorating a bird. 
they're decorating your boa. Uh, so use a, a small amount of Dawn dish soap and warm water. Use your fingers. Uh, be, be firm but gentle. Yeah? Okay. Sounds good. Now, when it comes time to dry, you want to air dry. Don't apply heat. Um, if you want to use a hair dryer, you can use that on the cool setting. But don't use heat. So either air dry or blow dry on the cool setting. Um, if after drying, oh, when they come out of the, your hand wash, you know, the, the feathers are going to look a little bedraggled. Don't worry, because they, as they dry, they'll fluff back up. Um, but when they are fully dry, if they're not as fluffy as you would like, or if you don't want to wash or don't need to wash a feathered item, but you do want to fluff up its, its appearance, because they'd get matted over time from storage, from use. Um, you can first use your fingers to sort of gently but firmly uh, re-ruffle the feathers, um, you know, ruffled feathers. Uh, you can also use steam. Steam is very good for perking up feathers. So if you have a steamer, that's great. If you don't, you can be very careful and use a kettle, steam um, tea kettle for that. Um, Cassie mentioned that the, uh, the feathers on her boa have gotten dingy. I suspect that the washing will brighten the feathers right back up and that she won't have a problem. If they come out of the wash still looking a bit dingy, I would suggest to Cassie that she dry the boa outdoors on a very sunny day. The sunshine is going to have a lot of brightening power to it. Um, In terms of how to hang a boa to dry, you want to loop it across a long rod so that it doesn't get too stressed. So it's well supported and doesn't get too stressed. Uh, Indoors, a shower curtain rod is a great space for that. Um, Out of doors, if you have a, a... a banister somewhere, or if you can just set a drying rack out and sort of loop the boa around the slats, that will, that will be ideal. Um, what, one other thing to mention about washing is that wherever you do the washing, I would say the kitchen sink might be a good spot for that. Um, just be sure that wherever you're doing the washing is big enough that the boa has room uh, so that the spine of the boa, the the piece that's connecting the whole thing, the spine of the boa doesn't break because you don't want to break that. If you break that, you'll have a droopy boa and no one wants a droopy boa. Okay, so now we get to come to the really fun part, which is the storage. This was this was the part that I, I actually didn't know, probably because no one's asked me about storing a feather boa. I can't believe in almost five years of doing this job, no one's asked that question. That would be something that the hairpin readers would have asked me. Absolutely. I mean, I wanted to buy a feather boa now just because now I know how to take care of it. Well, you should. Yeah. Uh, Corey Sika, (laughs) if you're listening, I know you are. Corey Sika is Haley's big, big boss. Yeah. Yeah. And used to be my big, big boss. And also was the guest on the very first episode of this podcast. So Corey Sika, if you're listening, please give Haley a bonus. (laughs) <laughs> of a hundred dollars so a that boa she bonus yes a boa bonus so that she may go buy a boa for herself there you go there's my good deed for the day um oh i'm gonna get so many angry emails from Corey about that one uh okay so let's talk about the storage so this was how i ended up on the on the vegas showgirl sites and i love this idea the the general idea when storing feathers whether it's a boa or a headdress or i i don't know what other feathered items you might have in your life wings 
wings. <laughs> yes, we all have wings in our life. Um, is that you want to store them in sealed plastic. So those very large Ziploc bags are a great idea. Any kind of um, lidded store, plastic storage bin is a great idea. Those rubber-made pieces are great. I loved this specific suggestion for the boa. A cake carrier Oh, that makes sense. Is that so the much best sense, idea? Actually. So you want to yeah. you want to coil the boa <laughs> like a boa constrictor in the cake carrier, and then put the lid on it, and then it's also sort of a charming travel case for your <laughs> boa, right? Because <laughs> a lot of them like have little handles or whatever. Yeah, they yeah, do because like... they're because they're for carrying the cakes. I thought that was such a charming and clever suggestion and i was really excited to be able to share it with all you Haley's grinning so i know i I love it i know i did it i know i did a a good job on that um so listen we are about done Haley, do you have any other questions hmm i'm just Hmm. gonna try and not bleed on anything else because now i know how to take care of it yeah um and if you do you know you're gonna google jolie care blood yes that'll be the first thing that i do (laughs) (laughs) instead of just like kneeling over trying to bleed on the floor instead of my sweater as i was doing at a very nice bar so sad that's so sad that's so sad well listen we've solved the problem we've solved the problem for liz and her league of their own costume we've solved the problem for mike and his later hosen and we have helped cassie uh become even more wonderful than cassie already is because she's now going to be toting her her boa around in a cake carrier and everyone's going to think she's just the most clever um on that note i want to give a huge thank you to my guest today the hairpins Haley melodic Haley, it was really special for me to have you here today. I'm, I'm really nostalgic about the hairpin. Um, and it was, it's been a pleasure getting to know you. And I just was thrilled to have you here for the Halloween episode in true hairpin fashion. Um, I also want to thank my engineer, Liz Smith, and thank our sponsor, Kapow. Today's music was provided by Rectech. And if you out there like what you heard today, please consider subscribing on iTunes and leaving a rating for me. It would also be marvelous if you would tell your friends about this weird little cleaning show that you enjoy so very, very much. On that note, I would, of course, like to thank you, my listeners, for tuning in again. I'm Jolie Care, and this has been Ask a Clean Person, the podcast. Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening. 
Let's get this dinner party started.